Hey, it's Mirna from Happiness Academy. Welcome to the Happiness Academy podcast, a place where you can discover practical, simple, yet effective tools from the science of positive psychology. You're at the right place if you're looking to live a life of well-being and joy, staying resilient when facing any challenges, and incorporating a sense of meaning in things you do. Ready? Let's dive in. Hey, are you ready to talk about seven tools to keep up your focus high and sharp? I hope so. And I hope you will pick some from these seven that you will be using and focusing on um, a bit more in this week. So remember to also think from these tips that I'm sharing, which is the one that's the winning one for you, which is the one you can truly use to make a difference for yourself. Let's start. Tip number one is to recognize that the focus is consequence of how our brain feels right now and that our brain is just a part of our body. So we do have to maintain the energy, the physical energy and the body on the positive side and on the high side. And that will also support high focus. What do I mean by that? I mean, food, water, sleep and potentially exercise. <laughs> no, in other words, um, to maintain focus sharp over extended periods of time without like crashes and ups and downs, you definitely want to pay attention to that physical baseline. How do I feel physically? What is the energy of my body right now? And you do want to maintain and fuel that regularly over extended period of time with good patterns in your sleep, in hydration, so drinking enough water, in food, Primarily, this means not to create sugar crashes and not forgetting to eat and to try to eat um, with quality. And then, of course, also trying to move our body enough and keep it fairly fit so we have enough of oxygen fueling our brain. Now, for me personally, one of the things that really helped with this as well, uh, in terms of keeping my brain physically alive, was also using standing desk instead of sitting desk. Um, I love it. I highly recommend it. I'm sure there is also individual factor there who prefers what. For me, it's working really well. And um, when I chose it, I was also reading a lot about uh, pros and cons of standing desks. And it turns out that there are two main pros of using standing desk. One is simply um, not sitting, which makes us breathe better and often stand up a bit more straight. And in that way, it contributes to our energy. And the second one is, it's not that much that standing is so much better than sitting. It's more about the fact that when we are working on a standing desk, we don't get so still and we are inclined to be moving much more than when we are working in a sitting position where we tend to kind of forget most of our body and just kind of cut off from it and, and ignore it a bit more. So it's not so much about standing desk versus sitting desk. It's more about creating an environment in which we're shifting our body position often and we don't get stuck always in one and the same position, forgetting about how our body feels. So that's also something to consider when thinking about physical energy. How much in a day can I, you know, move a little bit? Can I um, keep my body alive? Okay, tip number two is using Pomodoro or any other technique in which we establish a rhythm between deep focus and total break. Total break, like total rest, not breaking down <laughs> or anything like that. What do I mean by that? 
I think it's easiest to explain it through Pomodoro technique, which is technique in which usually the rhythm of work is around 25 minutes of focused work and then five minutes of a break. But then, of course, you can adjust that in any way that suits you best. Um, and the idea of Pomodoro is that for 25 minutes, we really focus on one thing only, which is a specific task that it's achievable to finish in that period of time. And we really sustain our focus and try hard to focus on that time, removing all of the distractions. But then after that, for five minutes, we completely disconnect from that topic. We don't move from that task straight to, you know, email staying on the screen or maybe social media or anything else. But we really move away for five minutes and create a really deep break from the work we were doing so we could reconnect with it again. I'll be honest, for me, the Rhythm 25.5 is not the best. Uh, I usually prefer to shape it depending on the day and types of task and how focused I feel that day. But usually it will be that I'll take chunks to, of work for half an hour, 40 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, sometimes even an hour, but usually like around 40, 45 minutes. And then I'll take break that's maybe 10 minutes and that rhythm will work much better for me. And not every um, period has to be the same, but the point is to establish that rhythm where we have chunk of time when we're really focused, really working on one thing only, and then we disconnect from that thing and really create a break from that thing. So ask yourself, what would that be for you? What would work best for you in terms of the rhythm? And maybe explore it a little bit. And if that's not sustainable to work in such a way for the whole day, maybe you cannot protect your space from distractions completely. Um, it's worth exploring it in just a couple of rounds or a couple of hours each day. It creates better outcome and better focus when we are working. And it also creates better sustainability of our energy because we have more, more regular breaks where we tend to recharge. So test it, maybe a day per week or maybe a couple of hours per day and play a little bit with durations um, and see how it feels and how it works for you. As with everything, you want to customize it and adjust it, right? Now, Hack number three or focus uh, tip number three is one that for me was probably the biggest game changer in terms of focus. And that is uh, incorporating movement in every break I have. Well, having breaks in the first place, that was the already tricky one, but then also incorporating movement uh, in every break. For me, it's not, I love to move, but it's not very intuitive when I move from, I don't know, typing something or working on my laptop. Um, to do something in a break where I move. It's more intuitive to sit a bit or maybe read something um, or I don't know, go drink or eat something or whatever. But it's, I don't feel so much like, oh, now I need to you know, move and do something physically active. However, when I do it consciously and when I think about that and when I incorporate, if I'm taking 10 minutes of a break, if I incorporate movement in it, at least for two, three minutes, it keeps my energy and my focus so much sharper and so much better, especially over the long game, meaning not for the next working slot, but throughout the day until end of the day. And it makes me feel physically so much better throughout the day. So highly recommend it. And if you wanna incorporate more of movement breaks in, in your day, I would say there are two keys. One is uh, not to be greedy, and overly optimistic and not to try to plan the whole 10 minutes you will just be moving and doing some exercises 
because you will need also other things you do in a break, like bathroom, water, whatever, following up on a message and so on. So you don't want to be overly optimistic because then it might not work. Instead, plan just in every break to do a little movement sequence or something that you can do uh, to boost your energy. The second tip is to also prepare a list of different things you can do in such a short time. It sounds silly that we need a list for that. However, if you want to do it spontaneously, sometimes we're not always so creative in the moment to think what could we do. So it could be, you know, a list of a couple of songs, if you like dancing, to which you're going to dance in a break. I don't like dancing, so that one does not work for me. Um, for me, it's more basic exercises, like maybe a couple of jumps or um, abs, crunches, whatever you call that, or just different exercises. Like I love handstands, so maybe a um, couple of quick exercises related to hands stands um but i would also say just you know um going up and down some stairs in your building or doing a quick walk around your building if you're in a small building um just keeping the elevator and and doing something like that instead or a couple of jumping jacks or uh, playing with different exercises or a couple of stretches yoga is such a great source of stretches you can also google for exercises to do in the office and you will find some great exercises for neck and back that you can do on spot and that are not so dramatic as jumping and doing crunches in the office, <laughs> but something more moderate. Also foam rolling. So anything, it's not about necessarily super activating the muscles, although that's nice as well. It's more about just breathing a bit better and, you know, not getting, not staying stiff, always in the same position, but just moving and unlocking your body. I hope you will try that one out if you're not doing it already or that you will do a bit more if you are doing it already. Now, the tip number four is tracking. Tracking and noticing how your energy and focus goes through the day. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you pay attention to what is happening in reality for you, then you will also notice where does it get lost? Where does it diverge? Where does it go wrong? So you could choose a day or maybe like a weekly challenge, but even a day will give you great insights to maybe set a reminder like every hour or every half an hour to just quickly check in with your energy and focus level. How are you? You know, maybe score the one to 10 and what's working well and what's not, energy and focus. And don't overthink it through the day. Instead, only capture it through the day. Maybe how engaged are you? How focused? How energetic? You could measure these three things. So every half an hour or every hour, just capture the numbers. And then at the end of the day, Try to see how that curve looked like. Where were your peak moments? Where were your low moments? And try to figure out why. How do they relate to um, food, breaks, uh, type of a task you were working on, interruptions, um, I don't know, your individual motivation about something, whatever it might be. Try to notice those causes and effects. And it's great if you can do this kind of tracking, like maybe once per month, you take a day, you do a bit of a tracking, you find just one or two insights from it that you can then use in the following days. And then next month you track again, you notice what is the new insight and doing that over a period of time, you will get so many insights into your individual needs and preferences that will totally skyrocket your focus. Um, and it's really something you're doing individually that fits your style. That's not a general technique, but really recognizing what is working for me, what makes me really focused and what is disrupting from my focus. That was tip number four. We still have three to go. Um, I hope you're still with me on that one. So number five is to protect 
best times for biggest or most important things. I know, I know, this one is fairly basic. I'm sure you've heard it before. But the point is, are you using it? And are you using it enough? And could you use it more? And this could mean, um, I'll give you examples. It could mean protect an hour or two hours if, or half an hour if you're morning type in the morning for some of the most challenging or most important project you're working on um, and doing that consistently. Or it can mean protecting one day per week from all the calls and meetings and focus on, I don't know, deep work uh, in that one day. Now, of course, this hugely depends on your personal rhythm, personal schedule, the type of work that you do and much, much more. But the question is, how can I, first, what are the most quality time of my brain and focus naturally in a week? And second, how can I match those to protect them and to match them with the most important things that I'm doing or creating? That is the winning question. Do stay with that question for a minute if you need to. I'll repeat it quickly. What are the most productive and, and focused and quality times uh, when my brain works best in a week? And how can I match them to my most important projects? What are my most important projects that I should match with those best times? Feel free to stop here, pause a little bit, think about it before you move on. And... When you're ready, I'm moving on with tip number six. Tip number six is priceless, and it is to train your mind into more focus. Everything I shared until now was all about our body and energy, or about protecting our time and thinking from perspective of our schedule and how we assign time. This one is about strengthening it internally. This one is about strengthening that um, ability to focus and to sustain focus by training our mind and our mindset into more of that. And if you want to do more of that, the most straightforward way of doing it is to keep on challenging yourself into a bit longer and bit more focused chunks of time. You can train that through Pomodoro technique, but maybe you're not even ready for 25 minutes full focus. Maybe you need to start with 10 or 12 or 15 and then grow from there. But the point is to train your focus. You need to spend time focusing intensely and then how much you can sustain and then growing that and trying to protect that and trying to train and practice that. It sounds a bit silly, but the best way to get more of something is to train exactly that. You want more focus time? Train to stay focused for longer and longer, one moment at a time. Alternative ways of training this, training our mind the more focus, is through mindfulness and meditation. Um, so check out also some of the topics I've been talking a lot about mindfulness in some of the other videos and podcasts. Uh, check out maybe those as well. Uh, and you can always um, also grab the, the ebook. Um, that I shared, Mindfulness Made Easy. It's a free ebook that we created at Happiness Academy with different exercises of mindfulness. And you can play with mindfulness through those exercises. Or if you're ready to really dive into mindfulness and go bold and really train it to train more focus, uh, you might want to join us uh, in September 2023 on a live event about mindfulness, which is a one week long learning getaway that we are doing in Croatia in a beautiful setup of a beautiful villa in a beautiful region in Croatia, um, in which we will be talking about enjoying life more fully by using tools of mindfulness and savoring. 
and we'll spend the week of exploring exciting and beautiful tools for more mindfulness and really training throughout that week how to be more mindful and more focused. So you might want to check that out. It's under the getaway link in description. And with that, I'm sharing with you the tool number seven. And the tool number seven is focus actually follows our motivation. So the tool number seven is to build more motivation. The simplest way of doing that is by having a clear vision and purpose for your life, for your work, for your uh, day. And then from that vision or purpose, also have a clear steps of what you need to achieve in each day and in each separate chunk of time. And then also you want to be tracking and recognizing progress and advancing in those steps. Now, if this sounds scary and overwhelming and you have no idea what your life vision is, you might want to join us on Life Design Workshop on Happiness Academy. I'm linking that one as well uh, in the description. But if you do know, then also recognize that the key is to have a vision and purpose kind of statement that really is motivating for us and that drives us, but that it's equally important to connect that vision with very specific steps of how is it relating to today? What do I need to do today? What do I need to stay focused on today? What do I need to stay, you know, perseverant and mindful about today in order to progress to that big vision? You must relate the big vision to these very small, specific daily tasks on which you want to stay focused. And because these tasks sometimes seem very small and the vision seems very big and sometimes overwhelming, it is really important to also track progress and recognize every day and every week all the small victories and celebrate every uh, moment when we did focus well and when we did advance in, in a small step that we defined uh, and through that kind of fueling that energy and motivation for next day and for focus in the future. I do hope these seven gave you some ideas that you can apply for your focus straight away. I will summarize them very quickly because seven is a lot of stuff to keep in mind. And I will invite you to choose one or maximum two that you want to try implementing this week in your own work and life. Please, even if you like more than two, don't choose more than two because that's not focused and it will be hard to sustain. Instead, choose one or two, set yourself uh, maybe a weekly challenge or 30 day challenge to incorporate these two in your routine. And then only after that, feel free to come back to it. Listen to this podcast again and maybe choose another one to focus on. So seven things were first, keeping the body alive and the physical energy high. Second, using Pomodoro or another technique that uh, puts you in the rhythm of very focused and then complete break. Third one, incorporating movement breaks, maybe standing desk as well, but movement breaks in your day, uh, creating that list of different things you can do in a break and making sure that you move your body throughout the day um, as much as possible. Fourth one, tracking your own flow of energy and focus through a day and noticing what contributes to your focus and what is taking away from it. Fifth one, protecting the best times, being that mornings regularly or some other part of the day or certain day of the week and matching the best times to most important things, most important projects. Sixth one, training your mind for more focus and more mindfulness by just 
doing more of it and also maybe training different mindfulness um, and um, meditation techniques. And seventh one, working on your motivation because focus follows what we want to do, what we believe it's important. And we can do that by defining a nice vision and purpose and defining clear steps, daily steps that connect to that vision and purpose and then tracking and celebrating our progress. I hope you enjoyed this video. I do wonder if it was a bit overwhelming to have as many as seven things in one video. Usually we have three or five. So feedback is most appreciated. Um, do add into comments or on Instagram from Happiness Academy. Write me through there. Let me know what did you like or dislike about this podcast or video, wherever you follow us, um, or sharing comments. Was it too long, too short? What were your favorite techniques? Um, is there some question that you would still like me to resolve in some of the future podcasts? Thank you. See you soon. Thank you for exploring this topic with me. I hope you found some exciting ideas and tools that you will use already today. Remember, they only work if you put them in practice, but then they make all the difference. If you like Happiness Academy podcast, do leave us a rating and a review. It will be really helpful. And if you haven't done it yet, click on the links in the episode description to discover free materials and valuable resources to dive in deeper. See you in the next episode or at the Happiness Academy newsletter.